Hello and welcome. I am the ghost of Rando's past, Tim. I am Dante, the clown routing reindeer. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> you th- that, is that actually what you were going to say? I was going to say the red-nosed giraffe. Yes, of course. What else would I be? Well, that's pretty different. We could we could still maybe make it work somehow. I guess. I can uh, give me a minute. I'll think of another one. Hang on. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Oh, man, I just I thought red nose clown route and uh, yeah, it makes sense. I guess. I it was no, it was good. I figured that's what you were gonna have anyway. Um, oh, uh, this is tough. What the fuck does Frosty do? Not going to edit. Any of no, this you better. silence out. <laughs> no. Yeah, all of this. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, <standard>. Joe. <laughs> this is thinking time. Mm, big thing. Maybe I'll do some sleigh bells under it, just, you know, to get the Christmas spirit then going, the holiday please feel. Please post this with me swearing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, you know I'll edit it, but... It's the, the spirit of the feeling that we want to keep intact, and if I take out even one word, I feel like we're going to lose it. Oh, I, I completely broke character already. I thought we were out of character here, so... Um, character? Yeah. <laughs> um, you do, you're doing a, char- you're doing a bit for the show? Revealed. <laughs> oh, God. All right, well, I, I mean, if we're not editing any of this, I guess I'm just Dante the Frosty f***ing Ice Rod, and we'll just go with that. <laughs> Yeah, sure. And That's I'm good Murphy too. The red nose giraffe. What a surprise! And this is Go Mode, a link to the past randomizer podcast. Can you believe that? That's what this is. I don't know how we finally got here, but here we are. This is a show about rando and uh yeah it's the holiday season 2020 i think we're all sort of ready for this year to be over but we have some holidays to celebrate first so to you out there listening whatever holiday you celebrate hope it's a good one hope it brings you a little bit of cheer and then let's get into 2021 and uh maybe maybe change some things around a little bit maybe try to try to improve the world some but for now um I guess uh, our headliner this time, um, sort of a toss-up, honestly, but I'm going to give it to our Advent Calendar Festive Rando, sort of part two of this discussion. Uh, Dante, you've been sort of sort of keeping up with this, right? You've you've played a little bit more of this since last time we talked about it. Yeah, I've played like seven or eight days total, so I'm I'm behind, but uh, I'm enjoying it. It's uh, a nice little, I guess, like intro to Door Rando if you haven't really played any door rando before i mean i mean we talked about it last time as far as like the setups and stuff but i've noticed at least so far like progressively the days get slightly harder and then like at least for me they've kind of dropped off in difficulty um and Mm. kind of ramping up again if you will so uh i think it's a really good honestly it's a good training tool for uh people who want to learn how door rando is going to work absolutely that's pretty much how it's been for me. I've I've been keeping up. Uh, I've done um, about 17 or 18 days, I think, as of the time we're recording this. So I've done just about all of it. I, I need to catch up on the weekend here, which I'll probably do once we're done recording. But yeah, I would agree. It's it's taught me a lot about Door Rando and how that works. I've asked some questions about things that were going on there and found out, I think from you, that you were like, oh yeah, that's a Door Rando thing, not like specifically a festive thing. Um so most of the changes that have been introduced have been because of Door Rando. And I haven't so much noticed like a scaling difficulty or decreasing difficulty. For me, it's been pretty kind of like unsteady. I would say some of the days are super easy. And then another day, 
will be like, you want me to kill that boss with only this? Like, kind of tough oh, sometimes. I meant, I meant more like just trying to remember the the path to get somewhere with the entrances, uh, the, you know, the boss fights. I mean, maybe I'm talking about you, Tim, but I don't, I don't think the boss fights are that tough. There, I seem to recall <laughs> at least one where, okay, I actually, I do remember what happened. I was, I was really surprised that I had to kill, uh, I, I want to say it was like a cold stare master sword or maybe, um, Argus ma- master sword. Or Vitreous, one of those giant eyeball bosses, one of them, <laughs> uh, with the Master Sword. And I was like, dang. So all of the and bosses then later, to the past. Right, all of the, yes. Uh, and later I realized that there was a branching path that I had missed that gave me Tempered. And I was like, oh, okay, so I guess I could have taken on that boss with Tempered. But going into it uh, with what I had, yeah, it was. It, I remember it being kind of tough, but like I eventually beat it. Um, so, you know, it was good good practice, I guess, in that, in that regard. But... Yeah, it's been it's been fun. What about you, Herf? Had you had a chance to play any of it or heard anybody's kind of like opinions and like PogChamps or anything? Uh, not really, to be honest. Uh, I know that the first couple of days, uh, a few of my friends started uh, to participate in that speedrunning sheet that Cynic uh, was talking about when we were talking about the the festive rando as a whole. And uh, I think they've kind of dropped off, to be honest. I'm not sure why or how, but I don't think they've done more than maybe five of the days, if at all. Uh, I think it was, uh, uh, if you still have the link, or if we still have the link to the sheet, uh, I think it was the lane, gem, airy roar. Uh, I think those were the main three that were trying to compete in the whole speedrunning the f- couple mm-hmm. of festive days. It's really the most like I've heard or seen talk about it in my group of friends. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, I've been doing it pretty much every day. I'm planning on doing it all the way up through the 25th. So we'll see what happens when you do all of them. And um, I guess pretty much all the stuff to say at this point is a huge shout out to thank you to uh, the folks that worked on this in the German community. It's been a ton of fun to play. And uh, yeah. Really, really appreciated having it as a sort of part of my daily routine. You know, like at, at the end of the day, I'll, I'll download the new one and maybe like have like an episode of King of the Hill on on one screen and be like playing this on the other screen, you know, and it's, it's cool. It's it's fun so to just kind of have you, something to do. Are you downloading it every day? Yeah, pretty much. Why? What you, do you mean why? You just keep the same ROM and put a different password in. Oh, no, I don't mean downloading. I mean, like, I'll open up the ROM and oh, okay. put the new password. Okay. I guess I guess I chose my words poorly. I'm not downloading it. I was day. like, man, this guy reads instructions worse than me. <laughs> well, that is true. I definitely am bad at reading instructions. But no, I've, I've, I've caught into the password system, oh, which, again, PSA. is super cool. I have a PSA on this. So uh, you remember on, on our last episode, I was like, hey, I forgot to pull the peg because I'm stupid and didn't read the instructions. Well, what I found out, as long as you get those three pendants and you don't have to go pull the pit every single day, you can just like play like if you want to play six days to catch up or whatever, you can play all six days. And then on the final one, you can go pull it and then you'll see the most up to date picture with how many you've completed. So you don't have to do the thing every single day. Oh, nice. Which That's cool. saves That's some yeah. time because it's really annoying having to. I mean, I get it. It's fun. You know, like it's just it, trying to like play catch up in my shoes. It's like really aggravating 
having to go pull mm-hmm. the pit a bunch of times. It's like this is sometimes it's almost as long as an entire day, depending on how short the dungeon is. Sure. That's good to know. I actually didn't didn't realize that. I've been doing it every day, but I also don't mind. It's whatever. Um, cool. Okay. Well, uh, let's move on then. Uh, like I said, there's another sort of big thing going on right now, and that is the ALTTPR League brackets. So by the time you're listening to this, we'll have been through the first round of brackets. As of right now, when we're recording this on uh, Sunday the 20th, there are some that have been decided, some games, um, you know, of who's moving on to the next stage, but most of them are still... Uh, kind of finishing out their final games in their best of five series. So uh, not really too much to say other than it's generated some great matches. Um, Maybe we can, in our Discord after this episode comes out, maybe some folks can share some of their highlights throughout the uh, first round of brackets um, of VODs that we can all watch and catch up and see some good rando, because I know there's been a lot of good ones happening um, Dante, uh, how are things going for you? What are your thoughts on the league uh, at this point in the game? Uh, well, from the administrative side, uh, it's been a little smoother. Uh, not not a whole lot smoother, but at least a little smoother. And uh, that's always nice. Uh, we definitely could use people on commentary. So, you know, mm. uh, if you got time to volunteer, that'd be great. But <laughs> that's a ping without actually pinging in Discord, I guess. There you go. Um <laughs> But uh, from the player side, um, as of today, uh, the 20th, we're in a pretty tight spot. Uh, I've got to uh, play Andy next uh, for game four. Uh, Andy just said that he's going to be playing that. We do not know the settings and we don't know the day yet because I just saw his ping like right before we started recording. So I, uh, I've got to get my settings together and chat with him, get a date and a time set up. Uh, that's a win or, lo- win or go home situation for the Titans mitts. And uh, if we win that, then we got to win another one. That'll be game five, and that one will be a decider. But for now, we'll uh, we'll see how things go. Wow, pug versus pug. Yeah, this is uh, I guess like the ultimate. I'll have to change my sprite or something just to to mess with everybody. <laughs> At least this time in Twitch chat, like everyone will be like, why, why, you know, uh, I played weighty. And of course, I used the pug spray, and uh, apparently, Twitch chat was like, "How come the pug sprite's not on the pug trio team?" And it's like because Dante uses that sprite and Wade he doesn't. <laughs> it's just it was that's really such funny. a it's such a that's Twitch such a whimsical thing. observation. Yeah, so so funny. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> chat will find the funniest stuff to just the funniest talk about. They'll, they'll reach very far for those jokes. Um, well, best of luck to you. That's that's uh, pretty intense, but um, I, I think you've got it in you. I'll, I'll be pulling for you. When is that match again? Don't know yet. Well, uh, okay. I'll if Tuesday Temp gets any in, like in uh, info, uh, we'll uh, put it right here. Otherwise, it'll be a lot of nothing, and it'll be in after it releases. Yeah. Yeah. Tuesday Temp here with a very exciting update on this front. On Monday, December twentieth, two days ago, Dante did face off against Andy, and Dante was victorious. GG's to Dante taking down ALTTPR's most watched streamer to force the game five. That game will be tonight, Wednesday, December 23rd, at 6:10 p.m. EST between Sailor Nap of the Titans Mitts, the player of the Nightmare Seed before Christmas, and Weighty Words, the SGL 2019 champ of Pug Trio. And as of this recording, I don't know the precise Twitch channel, but check the description for the official ALTTPR League restream schedule link, and they should have it listed. All right. Dang. GG's against Dante. That is so rad. 
Good luck tonight. And uh, all right, let's get back to the app. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, best of luck to all of you who are in, uh, who are on teams, who are in the brackets right now. Uh, another special shout out to all those uh, mentor tournament teams that are in the open brackets, um, representing our community. Best of luck to you as you continue on. Uh, I wanted to take a second here to talk about Rando Resolutions because this is the last episode that you'll be hearing in 2020. So this is sort of the time to talk about it. So Rando Resolutions is something we started back in 2018, uh, New Year's Eve. And it's a way to just sort of make a statement about the game and say it's something that you want to try to accomplish before the year is over. We have a channel in our Discord where you can state your resolution and then, more importantly, come back and update us. Let us know when you have achieved it and uh, get some kudos from the community. So, um I don't we didn't really talk about this ahead of time so I'm sort of springing it on you guys but do either of you have any rando resolutions for 2021? Mm. Uh, I'll learn key logic one of these days. Maybe I should do that. <laughs> key logic uh you mean just like in general in all modes or specifically like a key sanity thing? Uh well, you know, basically just knowing which chests are in logic and key sanity would be nice. Um I feel like I've learned yeah. most of the key logic for like the like open mode but i mean i know kind of how key logic works but knowing in like cross keys and key sanity specifically if i have x number of keys for y dungeon then z chests are in logic you know like that's kind of the thing that it's just like well i could do this and get this many chests so i guess we'll do it uh you know that's kind of where i'm at i guess gotcha okay her if it sounded like you were gonna say something yeah, I was just going to say, not really, to be honest, which should not be a surprise coming from me. I mean, I couldn't even tell you when the last rando seed was that I actively played. Fair. I mean, I so, can. Uh, let me uh, let me pull up the ladder and uh, we'll find oh, yeah. exactly the the time and date that our our legendary friend Herfy Durfy had done that. Well, I think it, it was... Season two. That was that was quite some time. Quite some time yeah, it was ago, wasn't it? Probably season two, and it was probably a ladder race. That is correct. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um uh, so I do have to say though, I don't know if that counts. It wasn't really a resolution, but in twenty twenty I did learn how to do icebreakers. So for someone like mm. me who plays like one seat a year, that's uh I feel pretty accomplished. Very good. Yeah, you, our Christmas you pretty much miracle have, have that now. <laughs> yeah i guess a christmas miracle on the 25th here will be exactly six months since our friend herfy derfy has won a ladder race or played like he, he went out on top with the w oh i won oh man that almost makes me want to play again <laughs> <laughs> herf do you think it would be reasonable to commit to um is there like a number we could throw out of amount Probably of not, seeds to per be year honest. you could play I mean, unless you want to do a ridiculous number like two I was thinking maybe like one every three months, like four in on the year. I mean, I don't want to commit to anything. <laughs> well, that's what commitments are for. They they give you a reason to yeah, work towards it. A two-hour rando seed is much harder than a 60-hour Yakuza game. <laughs> it I really mean, is. It is because I have to play the rando seed in one sitting. That's exactly. really my main to. problem these you days. have to. I mean, I know it's... You normally want to, but I mean, I don't have to. Yeah, I know, but I feel I, it always feels weird to uh, break them up, especially 
because you know I end up like accidentally closing my tracker and then everything's gone or something and I'm like oh so yeah. I I feel like getting the motivation to restart up a seed that you've played like halfway through is even worse than just sitting down and actually playing a seed. Yeah, it can be not the best. I did it recently for the biweekly seed. Mm-hmm. I actually put that one down in the middle and walked away, came back. Hadn't done that in a long time though. But all right, well, I, you know, we don't want to push you to do anything that you don't want to do, but think about it. You know, maybe maybe we can get you playing. I'll I'll try more. for the four in the year at least. I'll try for them. Okay. I won't promise it, but I'll try my best. I like it. Okay. Realistically, a goal for Herfy would be see how many discords he can join that are la- or uh, <laughs> ALTTPR related, and how many he becomes an admin of uh, <laughs> after he joins them. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's pretty easy, all of them, apparently. I mean, I'm not even doing anything. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can you can keep doing this show as long as you're on all these admin boards and you got all these juicy secrets for yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, that's really the only worth I still have to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. I think uh, you have a lot more worth than that. But I think um, you're worth a lot, Herfy. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, re- resolutions for me. I seem to recall, I was trying to find if I had... Uh, posted mine in the channel and I couldn't find it right away but I believe I said something to the extent of I wanted to learn uh, spooky action at a distance which I can um, proud to say I have pulled off in a few races uh, so I have officially learned that one Um, I think the other thing was probably related to putting my MSU pack together which has gone pretty slowly so I think for 2021 I want to say I want to have at least one music stream per month. And that's not to say, like, finish one song per month, although that would be even better. But just to keep things manageable, I'm going to say at least one music stream per month where I work on that soundtrack. Uh, And I'd like to be pretty dang close to having it done by the end of 2021 and then able to be distributed and all that. And in terms of rando, I think to keep it a bit more general than I usually do this year, I just want to say any qualifiers i'd like to be in the top 50 of them whether that's for uh sgl or a main tournament or something else that crops challenge cup even uh i think top 50 even if that doesn't actually qualify for whatever the event is i would i would feel really good about a placement like that so those are going to be my resolutions i think that sounds pretty good i think it's reasonable Cool. All right. Uh, So if you want to share your resolutions with us, like I said, we have a channel in our Discord for that. Uh, You can just kind of go state them. If you want to follow up on resolutions that you set at the beginning of the year, uh, you can feel free to do that. But yeah, it's just a good way to kind of, you know, keep yourself accountable and make sure that we're continuing to get better at this game that we all love so much. Uh, All right. GMP community updates. Let's go. All right, let's start with our Overworld Glitches Mentor Tournament. Uh, As of right now, we're sort of in our break week for the holidays. I think there's maybe like one match being wrapped up for week three of out of four of our Swiss rounds. Dante, I want to bring it over to you as a a participant in this tourney. How has it been going so far? Uh, It's been going good uh, from the at least my my side, the player side. It's been fun. I've I've had Jetters mentor me and I've had Malmo mentor me twice. Um, so and I've had Orange do like a session with me. Uh, you know, before the tournament started, when I got kind of thrust into the role, and all of them have been like super helpful. Um, I think it's been super solid. 
so far. I think there's been a lot of positive and hardly any, if at all, negative things said, you know, to be completely like honest, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm having fun with it. I'm, I'm learning some tricks. Uh, you know, I've kind of settled into a rhythm of what I'm going to do, you know, when I play the seed and if it burns me, it just burns me, you know, type deal. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I like to see more people in the community playing overworld glitches and it sounds so like cliche, you know, in a way, but it's also kind of like, it's a tough mode because there's a lot of variance, you know, you could, you could be the, you know, higher class runner, but if, you know, all the items, we learned this in my match, this may have, you know, happened because someone, uh, in, in my match against um, MM2 Nest Cartridge, you know, he, he made the comment to me in a in Twitch chat one time before our race that he was going to get wrecked by me. And I was like, maybe not. And then it ended up being a fairly close race because I found a bunch of items and I just started relying on execution, doing dungeons, doing dungeons. And then my go mode item was just sitting in the overworld. So I got it much later than he did. So it mm-hmm. was, you know, quite, quite the close race, I guess, in a way. So yeah, like, you know, OWG's kind of wild. <laughs> that's fun. That That's a lot of fun. Yeah. And your record right now, uh, you're two and one. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I thought for sure you would be like four and oh, because you are a very good, I mean, uh, rando player, you know? So yeah, I think that illustrates your point very well. I guess I'll, I'll say that uh, you could say I'm making excuses, but I mean, I lost week one. That was to Schulzer. And if you've ever mm-hmm. seen Schulzer play, like Schulzer is a very, very good, you know, competitive rule set runner. So, uh, you know, not saying the others are not that I've played. It's just sure. that was a, you know, I kind of expected that was going to be, you know, a coin flip on who got the items first type of deal with, you know, overworld glitches. I didn't really think I could rely on any one thing to potentially carry me past anybody in that regard. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's been a lot of fun looking forward to the, the little bit of a break and then we'll see uh, who I play week four and we'll see how brackets go, I guess. Awesome. Yeah, I've enjoyed just getting to know all these folks in the kind of greater OWG community. Um, you know, like Schulzer, for instance, I I had, was that wasn't somebody whose name I remembered seeing and you know pop up in a lot of places before. Um, so that's kind of new to me, but that's definitely somebody that I've got my eye on now. You know, and and I don't think I would have known that if we weren't hosting this tournament. So um, yeah, it, it's been a great community to have around. They, they hang out and talk about glitches all the time. They, they try to restream as many races as they can. And even the ones that don't get restreamed, usually there's some folks just in a voice channel, just talking about it while it's happening. So, um, it's, it's been great having them in, in the, uh, you know, in the server, the, the discord server with us and, uh, definitely looking forward to getting into brackets and seeing who we're going to crown as our champion. Uh, any other final thoughts on OWGMT? Uh, like I said, just looking forward to how things are going to progress, but it's been a lot of fun. Cool. All right. So biweekly seed 62, the last one we did the chaos mystery. Um, like I said, I did play this one. I I paused it in the middle and came back to it. So, um, you know, as I've said many times, we use in-game time for this and we do that for a reason. We want to make it as casual and, you know, fit into your own schedule as, as possible. Um, and I decided to take advantage of that this time. I knew I didn't have a full two and a half hours to commit. I knew I would have to probably get up a few times, you know, during the time I had to play. But I was like, you know what? That's fine. I'm just going to enjoy the seed for what it is. And it was fun. It wasn't too crazy, honestly, um, in terms of, you know, having the name chaos in it. I think it was key sanity. Uh, You started with like the book and the bottle. 
um, yeah, and the boots, you, which was you started great. with a few keys too. Yeah, yeah, some small keys, and all of the pendants and crystals were vanilla, which is kind of cool. Well, they were in their vanilla world, <laughs> if I remember correctly. I, I think they were also like <laughs> Eastern was green. Okay, um, it's been it's been several days since I've played it. Yeah, I've played you know multiple seeds since then, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, I had a ton of fun playing this one and, you know, Temp and I were talking about this sort of before we hit the record button, but, uh, with Rupors being in this seed, it was one of those hilarious things where I was trying to get some Zora money at one point and then all of a sudden I got a Rupor and I'm like, well, this sucks, you know, I'm, I'm losing money and yeah, it just made a big mess out of everything. I had some, I had a lot of money trouble. I remember playing this one. The exact same thing happened to me where I raised 500. I think I even farmed it specifically uh, and then got hit by Rupor and was just shy of Zora and had to come back later on in the game to get it. <laughs> a huge waste of time. Uh, it was a couple times with the Rupor hurt me like that. But um, yeah, it's fun. It just adds an extra, you know, element of chance to a, a game that's already very much about chance. So it's it's still in a way, you know, even though it can hurt you, it's still kind of fun. Yeah, I want to see a, a ladder, like a ladder mode. Not really, but we could have a ladder mode of nothing but Rupors. You start if with it was just a one-time thing. Yeah, you start well, not a one-time thing, but a one-season thing. You start with nine, nine, nine rupees, and then like each Rupor takes away, I don't know, three hundred. That'd be kind of scary. Oh wow! You never know what's going to happen. You better what if stock up soon or stock up early. <laughs> what if there was some way to remember like you start with say like i don't know three thousand at the beginning of the season and then you could get a rupor that makes you lose 300 and the next time when you start you start with like 2700 like it, it continually like adds on like that <laughs> wait you, you well mean like just... from seed to seed <laughs> Yeah, from seed to seed. No, yeah. I mean, that's basically your ELO ranking when you're losing. Yeah, I was the just going to say, like, just have the Rupors <laughs> affect your rating on the ladder. Yeah, like. Look, I'm just spitballing here, okay? Not every idea has got to be a, a zinger. <laughs> that was a, that was a swing, <laughs> swing and a miss from our fearless Yeah, we can, we can throw that one away. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just throwing things out there just to see what sticks. Tell Not us, that one, though. Tell us where the Rupors touched you. <laughs> um so what do you guys want to do for 63 because i was thinking maybe we just give them a normal one well yeah you wrote, i mean i'm fine with wrote, that i'm fine with you know a normal one but you wrote vanilla and i think you need to understand what vanilla is that's, that's all right the original game so yeah, vanilla. And there actually, I guess, is a type of rando seed called vanilla, where it just puts the items in the chest that they would be in in the vanilla game, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we're not going to do that. I just I just used the wrong word accidentally. So we're just going to do an open seven seven defeat cannon. A what do you want to call it then? A standard because no, standard it's, doesn't it's work because it was not seven, standard. Seven. All right, open seven seven defeat cannon. Uh, we're just going to do a. a regular one regular is okay right regular is mm -hmm. there's no modes called regular yet okay we're gonna do a regular seed please enjoy we've been doing a lot of you know kind of crazy stuff that's that's been thrown at you thanks for being flexible with all that and you know expanding horizons and whatnot but we're gonna get back to that uh regular setting and uh <laughs> have at it let's see who's the fastest this time you know cool all right are you guys ready for our feature mm-hmm Yes. Flute time. All right. Okay, so I 
came to my co-host, uh, Herfy Durfy and Dante, with this topic as our kind of end of year topic. And I, it took some convincing. At first, I've, I've brought up a, a topic like this in the past, and it's kind of gotten sort of overruled uh, in favor of other topics. But this time I said, you know, for the end of the year, for the holiday season, I think this would be perfect. I would really enjoy, I think, the tone of it. And it's probably not going to be our most educational episode. You're probably not going to learn a lot. But I just want to take 45 minutes to an hour to relish the opportunity to talk about how much I love this game. And I want to talk to you guys about why you love this game so much. And I think we're going to have sort of different answers. We've also reached out to some folks in our community, our Twitch subscribers, and asked them to chime in with why they love this game so much. But I think we spend so much time, frankly, kind of taking this game for granted as members of the community that play it. Of course, we're appreciative of the devs and the community and the opportunity, you know, how easy it is to play this game. But, uh, I think we sort of take it for granted and it's easy to complain about some of the things that aren't necessarily don't live up to the high expectations of the rest of it. But that's why I wanted to take an opportunity this time to just really dissect this game kind of from all angles and talk about what it is that makes it so addictive, what makes it so unique and fun and have such a, a long standing community that's so positive and, such a joy to be a part of. I just want to talk about all of it and what what makes it work. So uh, in order to do that, I have sort of broken down some of the finer points of what I think makes up this game into larger categories and then sort of subcategories under that. So we kind of have a lot to talk about, and I wanted to sort of do it from a kind of academic standpoint. But before we kind of break down, you know, start to break this down, um, you know, as sort of a ending to this intro here i want to turn it over to my co-host just before we start because we haven't really talked much about this certainly not by voice what are your guys thoughts before we like get into this whole thing uh i'm i mean i'm curious about it i think we were talking a little bit about it beforehand before we started officially recording the episode and for me it's a little difficult because i'm not really a huge rando player anymore so I'm kind of approaching it from a different perspective. I mean, the, the reason I started liking it so much will probably line up with what everyone else has and what we will be talking about here in a little bit. But the reason I'm still around, despite not really interacting with the game as much, is probably a lot different or more specific, I guess, than your guys's. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dante, where are you at? I mean... There's, there's a lot I could say about the game, like the base vanilla game, as well as the randomizer. So, uh, you know, obviously, I don't know, this was kind of, I guess generally I could just say it was kind of the the gateway to get into speedrunning, in a way. Because, you know, being a huge ALTTP fan uh, as a kid, and even as an adult, you know, over the years... Um, it's like, you know, you, you finally see the game randomized. And it's like, I think I've said this before when, you know, people told me about randomizer in the past, I was like, I don't care. I don't want to know about it because if I do, I'm going to be addicted to it. And, uh, now here I am because I finally caved and <laughs> that's, yeah. uh, like, I, I don't right. know. it's like playing your favorite game 
over and over differently. It's the same, but it's completely different every single time. I mean, that's that's a very broad way of describing it and why I guess it appeals to me. Yeah. And I don't think I even included that sort of aspect in what we're about to talk about. There are other games that are randomizers, but I think this was kind of the first one that really took off. And just by nature of being the first randomizer, I think it kind of deserves some merit there by introducing the aspect of, you know, it's the game, it's the same game, but it's a little different every single time. Uh, You could argue that, you know, there have been roguelikes uh, around, like Binding of Isaac and things like that, that have definitely challenged that statement. I think you could definitely make that argument. But I think this is also by nature of the world staying the same, but the items being mixed around was this seems to me at least to be kind of the first one to do that. Um, so yeah, that that definitely tracks. And I think also what you have said is a very good transition into the first thing that I want to talk about here. So first up, I want to discuss the fact that this whole game uses The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past as its base, as the, as the jumping off point for all of this. And I want to start by reading uh, some feedback from uh, community member Jossum Sauce when we asked, what is your favorite thing about ALTTPR? He said, we are basically playing the same game from 1991 over and over again, but it still feels new even after the 50th, 100th, or 1,000th time. It's incredible to give such an old game so much longevity and new opportunities. So A Link to the Past is one of the best games ever made. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think anybody <laughs> would fight that. I mean, saying it's one of the best, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely it has a to be very, very good game. I think everyone can agree with that. I mean, you know how people fight on the internet about their top ten lists or whatever. So oh, yeah. I think it's definitely a bold statement by Tim that probably not a lot of our listeners would argue with because, you know. They're we're, listening to our podcast. We're throwing sure. that her we're throwing that word one of the best. We're throwing that into our a link to the past echo chamber. So, mm-hmm. you know, we expect to get I, that. I'm back. just saying, you know, it's I, I think the very least everyone can agree with this that it's very, very good. Yeah. It's a very, very good game. Um and one that a lot of us played when we were younger. Um so I think familiarity has a lot to do with Uh, for a lot of us, the reason that we do enjoy the game so much. We have fond memories of playing it as a kid, and that helps with our familiarity with the game coming back to it now at this point. Uh, It's not just, oh yeah, I played this game before, but like, I used to love this game as a kid. I sort of remember I need to go like to the right here first. Isn't that right? Oh yeah, by the way, that's Eastern Palace. That's the first dungeon. So like, just by having played it as a kid and really enjoyed, enjoyed it as a kid, I think that that helps the ALTTPR experience do even better. Um, uh, it's just a really good game, y'all. Uh, it like, and, and it's sure, surely like one of the top 10 super Nintendo games, like hands down, uh, if not like top three, I think that's probably a safer statement, even than saying one of the best games ever made. That's, that's, I, I, I think very few people would disagree with that, mm-hmm. but um, to kind of come at this as sort of a, uh, like an inverse kind of way. Do you think if it wasn't a link to the past, that was sort of the, um, you know, game that, that we all use as, as the ALTTPR experience, do you think we could do this with another game and it would have gone as well? I mean, you, you mentioned it yourself. There's a lot of randomizers out there 
that have blown up in popularity or even surpassed Link to the Past, uh, Ocarina of Time being one, even though it's, you know, also a Zelda game and uh, that's just a, a ga type of game, I want to say, that lends itself very well to the randomization. But for a different game, the Super Metroid randomizer is, I would say, very popular and oh, uh, yeah. works just as well. I mean, you know, again, Super Metroid, probably also one of the top three, top five games uh, on the Super Nintendo. Absolutely. So it's kind of, you know, comparing the same thing, I guess. But I feel like, yeah, it, it works. It's just, A, we all love Link to the Past very much. You know, as Dante was jokingly calling it earlier, the Link to the Past randomizer echo chamber, so to speak, <laughs> uh, that, you know, gives us a, gives Link to the Past in our minds an edge already. And as I was mentioning, uh, I feel like the, the Zelda formula or the, I guess, action adventure or whatever you want to call it kind of game lends itself to the randomization aspect extremely well. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's 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 a character, right? And we even have all these sprites now that we can add. There's the customization available that's that's really cool. But it's just a sprite and then the direction that you press makes it go in the direction and then you can press your buttons to use items. And it's like so basic, but that I think just like the way that this game is built mm -hmm. already like lends itself to being a great platform for uh, a more generic kind of experience or more unique one like the randomized one. Yeah, absolutely. It's just easy to pick up, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and it looks beautiful. Like, uh, pretty much everything from the Super Nintendo is aged wonderfully. Like, that, that kind of style is very in right now with the, you know, pixel art and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, so I, I think the fact that we all are using A Link to the Past as the base game and then randomizing that has a lot to do with ALTTPR's uh, popularity. And that might sound like a no-duh, but I think there could also be – I think there are also people who that's not the most important thing about the whole experience to them is the fact that it is based on A Link to the Past. I love the game, but um, it's not like I thought I would be playing it once a week as an adult like this, you know, it's, it's the other things that got added on top of a link to the past that really draw me to it and, and are very addicting to me. Mm -hmm. If it was just a link to the past, I would be really into NMG like speed running, but I'm, I'm not frankly, you know, it's, it's the other things that kind of do that for me. And so let's move on to number two, um, which I've identified as the puzzle. So I think this sort of encompasses everything that uh, is a result of the randomization that we do to this game um, that, that really makes it so much fun. A, a submission from one of our uh, subscribers, uh, our friend Oro, friend of the show, uh, the randomization is uh, what's good about it. I love games of chance. I still feel a little excited when I'm about to open a chest. It's like getting a new poker hand dealt to me and I get a little thrill when it's a hook shot or a full house. I mean, I get more thrilled when it's boots, but um, I digress. <laughs> I, I mean, the little dopamine rush you get every time you open a chest and it's something you're specifically looking for uh, definitely, you know, you know, is something that can appeal to you. Um, you know, people like that chance of, you know, rolling the dice, so to speak, you know, and there's not really what's what's the worst that happens. You lose a rando race, you know, not not that big of a deal. So it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you can safely, uh, I guess, take a chance on something and hope that's what it is, you know, make a bet on it, which kind of is a segue where, uh, you know, Tim described this, I guess, to the informed gambling part portion of the puzzle. 
Yeah, absolutely. And then, and Oro actually referenced this too by, you know, saying a new poker hand. I actually had this written up and they didn't even know that. But I also think it's a lot like something like Texas Hold'em where you, you can play the odds and the chances of something being somewhere versus not. And you can even read the logic, which we've talked about before. But at the end of the day, with true randomization and the fact that it is a computer doing the randomizing, you really truly don't know what you're going to get where. And when you play against the odds and you're rewarded, it, it it's just, it, yeah, like dopamine rush, I think is honestly the best way to put it. Like you can do with the information, whatever you want. But when you open that chest and you find the hammer like deep into pod and you beelined for pod, like that feels good. Like that is so much fun. And that gives those of us who don't have the super high execution, a chance at playing along with people who are a lot better than us. And that's another thing. We'll talk more about this in another section, but like, it's a true equalizer that really makes you feel like, well, I know I'm not as good as, you know, somebody like P-Train or Ack or Gem or somebody like that, but there is a tiny chance like that I could just God route it somehow and they could make all the wrong choices. And suddenly like, it's a fair fight and that's wild. There are, not very many other competitive things where that is the situation, um, except for things like, you know, Texas Hold'em and, and other like gambling sort of events. I don't know. But I I love the randomization and the puzzle aspect, the way that how how intricate the logic is. It feels like it was designed that way, but it really is kind of a happy accident. And I just love that so much. It's it's so much fun to decode. Um, just the the way that all of this gets mixed around. And I think also it makes it extremely fun to watch too, because you can always sort of theory craft about what could be where and what that would mean for this person versus that person. Um, And so it's also a great spectator sport because of the randomization, because it encourages people to watch and speculate and look for outs of what could happen versus what, you know, what doesn't. Um, But yeah, the the randomization is, is really, it's gotta be what does it for me, I'd say. Yeah, I could definitely get behind that. Uh, I mean, that, that is sort of the core part of the whole randomizer experience, hence the name as well, I guess, though. But uh, I think, you know, that's, that's sort of where the whole popularity and hype kind of comes from. Because the, the same thrill that you yourself get as a player is also what's keeping the viewers glued to the screen, you know? Uh, I don't really, uh, well, I mean, that sounds kind of stupid, but I don't really care if I'm opening a chest and on like left side Swamp Palace or if I'm mm-hmm. watching someone that I'm rooting for open that chest. If a hookshot or something gray pops out of the chest, I'm happy either way. And I get that little, you know, thrill and a little dopamine rush. And I'm like, oh, yeah, man, that's really good. So I think that's definitely an extremely important core part of the whole experience for sure. Yeah, I'm reminded of uh, when we were at Speed Gaming Live in 2019 watching the final race Mm -hmm. of uh, Weighty Words against Gem. And I think it was Weighty Words found an ice rod somewhere that Gem hadn't been yet. uh, And Turtle Rock was a crystal. And the whole room, you know, would gasp. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's because we all know the implications of what it means to get that. It takes a lot of knowledge to get to that point. And I think that's also something that's like, very fun and rewarding about watching this is like once you are on board and you understand why it's gasp worthy to get an ice rod right there it's fun to share that with people Mm -hmm. 
And then we have this whole other aspect of the logic that this is something where I have to say I really don't think it would be possible to recreate this aspect of the community if it was like a real studio making this game, this experience for us. And that's the glitch aspect of things. The fact that we have a logic that we have to follow and that the items get sorted in, but that we can break the system in ways that are both ordained and forbidden is such an incredibly cool aspect of this whole thing. I mean, we have like, you know, the Overworld Glitches Mentor Tournament crew that I talked about before. They're all hanging out in our Discord. These are people that love these glitches. Like that's kind of, I would guess probably like the fun part of it for a lot of them is working on these glitches, finding them, explore, you know, uh, uh, discovering them and finding ways to use them and uh, winning races because of them. Like that is just another layer to this whole thing that I think is so freaking cool about ALTTPR specifically, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and I know other randomizers have that too, but yeah, it's, it's just incredible. Yeah. It's just like what tricks, you know, can you do what, you know, and stuff like that. It, and when you learn said trick, like you see a trick and it's like, oh man, how did that runner do X thing in, you know, whatever dungeon. And then when you learn it yourself, it's definitely one of those deals of, it's another dopamine rush, I guess. Right. Like you're just like, oh, Hey, I did this thing that I thought was really hard, really impossible. And, or it looked impossible and now I know how to do it. So it's, it's one of those things where it's like you educate yourself. Uh, I guess you have a little bit of a goal. You're like, Hey, I'd like to learn that. And then you do it. Um, but that's, you know, definitely something, you know, that this community, uh, thrives on. I think that kind of what you were saying, like if a big studio made this, I mean, they would, they'd patch out whatever we'd find. Right. right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this would be a hard thing to recreate if if it wasn't, you know, sort of a guerrilla kind of dev team, you know, that that responds to the community and what they like and want, um, as well as our dev team does. Um, I also love with the glitches, kind of a last thing on this, uh, that they there is so much variation to them. Like some of them are as easy as just spamming a button, like, you know, a right. block deletion. And then some of them you have to get a frame perfect input over and over again if you want to keep it like like hovering you know like they span the gamut you everybody can do at least some glitches and then the you can just learn more and more and more as you get more ambitious and and more curious about them which i think is also really cool it's not like some games where you see them glitch and it's like oh we have to do like five frame perfect inputs to like get outside of this barrier you're like oh well never mind then i'm literally never going to do that there are some that you can actually do if you're brand new to this game, and it's 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 pretty it's pretty cool. Uh, so the next thing I wanted to talk about here this this probably won't take very long, but I did want to give a shout out to a few kind of minor details about the community and about this game and playing this game that I think make they they contribute to its success and the reason that people like me have been into this game for you know going on like three years now. Um, So the first one, this is just kind of logistics, just like little random things. So I think the first thing is I love, love, love how most commitments are around two hours for this game. There are obviously variations and exceptions to that. Some modes are super quick. Also, once you get better, it tends to not take you as long to finish the seed. Maybe it's more like an hour 20 or something. And then, of course, when you're new to the seed or once you start playing super complicated variations, you could be in for like almost four hours like dancy you're playing a nightmare seed from nep right now right what are you on like hour four of that yeah i'm at 440 taking a break to <laughs> record 
record a podcast <laughs> real quick. Yeah, <laughs> record a podcast so I can jump right back into it and uh, and see how long it takes. Yeah, but I love that you know generally if you look at like the average of the, you know the people who are fast and easy settings and the people who are slow and hard settings around two hours is reasonable. I absolutely love that. I I can make two hours. I can carve out two hours in a day to play this, you know, at least once a week. And being able to do that, I think, has a lot to do with me continuing to be involved in the community and playing it on a regular basis. So I just wanted to give a shout out to that. I think that's awesome. And just kind of a happy accident that it worked out that way. I guess it is. I, I should also shout out the developers for cutting out a lot of the fat from the game, like text boxes and cutscenes and things like that. Um, that has been super helpful um, and, and helps to keep the, the playtime, you know, tidy, a little tidier. So that's great. I think that's actually a much bigger point for some people than the general populace gives it credit. Uh, I know personally, especially after starting uh, to play Rando back in whenever it was, long time ago, uh, I I was like, well, you know, it's not so much the Rando that I like, it's more that I really like Link to the Past, so maybe I should give NMG and stuff like that a try. And the text boxes honestly turned me off of that completely. And just, you know, the fact alone that Rando had almost no text boxes really made it so much more appealing to me. Apart from the fact that, you know, after I played a couple of seats, I realized it's much more fun than just playing the normal game over and over and over again. But yeah. uh, at first, that was definitely a big selling point for me, strangely enough. No, that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I think... Just again, like one of the things that I think that has made this game so sticky is how easy it is to play. And when we talked with Sinak last, uh, the last episode, it was, you know, we commented on the fact that when a lot of these things work, you don't even notice them. Mm -hmm. And we do, I think that's another thing we maybe kind of take for granted in this community is there have been so many nice quality of life choices and, and changes made to the game, to the, you know, the way that we run our community that we take for granted now that really all add up to make this whole experience so easy to get into and to stick around with. Definitely true. Um, so we've mentioned this before. There are so many variations of this game and just more and more of them coming out. New modes being developed, new ways to randomize that still sort of retain the spirit of ALTTPR at its core. Um, you know, things like the festives, uh, new logics, uh, things like Invrosia. You know, we have like combinations of modes that are being considered. So there's just like so many ways to play this game. Verts505 wrote in and said, I love the ever-growing variety of ways to play. Each one pushes my thinking about the game in new ways. When I started out playing with normal settings, I never imagined I would be interested in something like mystery. Now I feel like I feel willing to try anything because it provides a new, unique way to think about a game I love. So the variety for me, I have to admit, like I'm more of an open 7-7 person, but I do enjoy checking out these varieties, and I can certainly appreciate the fact that there's a lot more out there than just the open seven seven and there's so much game here that can that can be played and and the devs do a really great job of carving that out and and allowing us to to play all of them um any other like little kind of facts like logistical type things like that you guys want to shout out or should we move on to our next heading here I mean, I think you covered it pretty well. Um, I mean, I don't really think I could add anything except you know this little bit I'm adding right here saying that you covered it well because I mean 
there, there's not too much you can really touch on. Vert said a good job too, I think, because uh, yeah, you know, mystery mystery is one thing. I'll also say that you know we were talking. I'm plugging this because I know she's playing it. I'm playing it. You know, Nep and I and uh, are playing that uh, a nightmare seed. You know, the the nightmare seed before Christmas, so as it were. But the yeah. uh, it, playing something that you feel is uh, out of your comfort zone. You know, I've said that before about getting better. You know, if someone wants to be competitive and get better at it uh, and find the game to be more fun um, and not be intimidated if, you know, you're in a tournament with harder stuff, uh, playing something stupid hard, you know, even if you don't beat it or it takes you 25 hours of playtime, like, that that goes a long way, I think. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it does help you, like kind of what Virch was saying, help you think, helps you think about the game in a different way. Um. Cool. Okay, so let's move on to our next heading here, and I'm going to start off with a comment that we got from Lumaga, who said, This is less about the game itself, but the community is generally top-notch. It's great to share something that I was fond of in my childhood with others. So the community uh, that we have here around ALTTPR could not agree more. Top-notch, I think, is a perfect adjective. Um, I want to start by talking, though, about the dev team. Um, we've already shouted them out a few times, incidentally, talking about these other categories. But again, just how agile they are, how much of their own free time they give up to letting us enjoy something totally for free uh, and listening to our feedback and implementing things uh, on a regular basis, coming out with new versions, new quality of life changes. Uh, this would not be what it is today, certainly without the dev team being as responsible and responsive and proactive as they have been. So another just huge shout out and show of appreciation from me to them of, you know, making this community as, as great as it, as it has been these past three or four years. And then also the other thing about having this like gorilla dev team, as we've mentioned, is it's really easy to have a little bit more fun than you could with like a an actual developer like game studio, you know, say if they if that was what we had to rely on to be able to continue to play this game uh, as it is now, you know, we can have custom sprites and MSU packs and you know we can kind of crowdsource development and have a lot of different customization and variation options which is super cool. You know, some things maybe of some questionable copyright content, but it's all just fan-made and it's all for fun. No one's profiting off of it. So we're able to do that sort of thing. And uh, it's it's great that, you know, anyone anyone can do it and then share it with the community and then anyone else can use it. And it's just another reason that this uh, community and this game are, are so so fun because of that. Um, any thoughts about the the dev team before we talk about the community sort of at large? I mean, I think it's cool that the dev team has, over the long years that it's been now, always tried to make it even better than it has already been. And, I mean, even in just a lot more general strokes, they've um, changed the randomization algorithm a number of times by now, I think, from when it first started. Uh, at the very beginning, you couldn't even randomize anything in dungeons or whatever and uh, now you know then they found out that the randomization wasn't that great and the whole reading the logic thing was even more obvious than it is now and they switched it up again and i think that's stuff that's really important to keep a game running for a long time like link to the past randomizer has been 
Because if you're just like, well, you know, we made a randomizer, it kind of works. Uh, we have a few bugs in there, but whatever. And you just let it run. It'll probably die pretty quickly, I would assume, because it's going to be hard for a competitive scene to form around it if things keep going differently or wrong and all that kind of stuff. That's really something that I think is very important. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so another part of the community, of course, is that, you know, the other people that play the game. And I think we're also very, very lucky in the ALTTPR community to have a really awesome community. Uh, when I play like on the ladder, for instance, and I'm matched up with somebody totally at random, and then I finish the seed and I see who I was matched up against, I would say 100% of the time, I know I can give them a GG, we can talk about the seed a little bit, they're not gonna like, be like, oh, in your face, you know, if they beat me or something like that. I know I'll do that. that. <laughs> I wish you would, Dancy, because it would literally be the first time it had ever happened to me in this game. Everyone is so nice in this community, so uh, humble in victory. Uh, also, when they lose, no one's like, uh, you know, everyone has a bad day. I, I will say that, you know, I've, I'm sure I've said some things I would regret after a loss here and there. And, and I know everyone does a little bit. But for the most part, the vast majority of the time, people are uh, gracious in victory. And, and, and when they get defeated, they're not, they don't make a big deal about it and whine. Um, people are just really easy to work with and deal with in this community. And um, very... Uh, you know, very helpful to newcomers uh, for the vast majority. You know, you can feel comfortable walking into the you know any Discord and asking questions, having someone take care of you. For the most part, you know, you have to be uh, civil about it, of course, if you want to expect civility back. But we overall have a very, very helpful community, and I, I again, I, I think that's another thing that just really helps this game um, stick as as much as it has. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, that's that. <laughs> Not much else to say about that. The final thing, and this will probably be pretty quick, too, to be fair, uh, because we've already sort of touched on it in some of the other uh, kind of categories here. But the competitive side of things, I think, really keeps a lot of people committed and active in this community. There are so many ways to be competitive. Uh, I already mentioned the ladder. That's a great way to just have a quick one-on-one. -on -one. You can do that nearly every single day if you want to, if you can find some time for it. There's uh, tons of tournaments that we do. We have, you know, we sponsor mentor tournaments to get new people in. But then there's also uh, pretty much every mode has its own tournament. We have spoiler keys. Uh, you know, we have different language communities that hold tournaments. So there's tons of ways to be competitive and race and be active in this community. The league is a huge one I hadn't even mentioned yet. So uh, the how many ways there are to play uh, in a sort of competitive aspect, I think makes it very easy to stay involved in a community like this. And then there's just like pickup races, which happen all the time, um, you know, in, in discords like ours. And there's a whole casual rando discord, which we can put a link to in our description. That's just for that. Like, Hey, anyone feel like racing? You say that in that discord, you'll probably get an opponent that you can race against and there'll be a cool person that'll be nice to race against. You know, it's 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 a good community and uh, we there's so many opportunities to race with people in it. And I think that's super cool. Um, and then I touched on this before, but even if you are mismatched from a execution or skill standpoint, being the fact that it is rando, everybody's got a chance every single time. And I think that's that's really wonderful. So you don't have to feel so intimidated by racing someone that you know is a lot better than you or more experienced because, hey, anything could happen. You might as well try, right? And uh, I think that's super fun. Yeah, I think that's really 
what makes people stick around. You always feel like you have a chance. I think that's yeah. also, um, as we were kind of talking about this or touching on this earlier, you know, you were saying, you know, it's not just Link to the Past that I love, because if it, if it was, I would probably be running NMG. But there's still a difference between playing the same thing over and over and over again and playing the same base game, but it's different every time. As you were mentioning earlier as well, kind of like a roguelike, where you know that the, the game mechanics are the same, but the game itself is kind of different every time. And I think that's really the big, you know, the big moneymaker here. Absolutely. Um, and kind of related to the competition side of things, in addition to having someone to race, it's also fun to watch two people race. Even if you just pull up a multi-stream and it's two people you know, you know, say like in the Overworld Glitches Mentor Tournament, we haven't been able to restream every race. So a few of them, you know, you just got to pull up a multi-stream and you can kind of watch them both uh, side by side. Even that is entertaining because any given race can have interesting things happen in it due to the nature of this randomization um, so watching races is always fun. And then we have this uh, tradition of commentary that we've covered in the past, the past episodes in depth. But And I said as much on the episode when we had Adirondack Rick on, but I think the fact that we have so many commentated races that are on YouTube and on Twitch all the time for this game really help with getting new people involved in the community and keeping the rest of us engaged because it makes us all sort of active participants in the race as we all sort of theory craft about what could potentially turn the tides for the person who's a little bit behind and what could cause them to maybe win this one and, and kind of come from behind for a victory. So it's, it's just such a fun game to watch. And there's things like, you know, fighting games, which are super fun to watch, but generally the person who's better is going to win in a fighting game. There's a lot less upsets uh, or like League of Legends or, you know, any other kind of like eSport, pretty much the better person's going to win. But with Rando, there's always that chance of the underdog coming out with a victory and that keeps it fun to watch, keeps it entertaining. That being said, just to counter what my own thing that I've just said, another thing that I really <laughs> like about that is that generally the people who are better will usually win. If it was just totally chaotic random, that would almost be just as unfun, right? If it was like, well, it doesn't even matter if you're good or not because like it's rando, rando go to rando. But no, if you're better at this game, you can make up on a poor decision that you made through sheer execution and still you're probably going to win most of the time. So there is still a reason to practice and try to get better and study this game. So I, I think that's important to mention too. It's not just like a crapshoot. You really can't get better if you watch more and study more and practice more. And that is also super appealing. I think to people who are looking to playing this game and getting, you know, getting into it and getting better. So I think we've covered most of the sort of angles that I had in mind. Um, before I leave you guys with our final question that I have for you guys, are there any other just final thoughts on like things that you'd like about this game or this community that I maybe you know, that the three of us maybe didn't specifically kind of shout out yet? Man, it's it's yeah, it's, it's kind of hard those, to be honest. Yeah, it's hard to like pinpoint it. I mean what you've all said here is kind of a, a general consensus in a way of how I guess I could say I feel about it. Um, mm -hmm. You know, with racing, what what was your, what would be your favorite? My favorite. I honestly think I enjoy 
I enjoy Link to the Past and the puzzle aspect maybe about 60-40 as far as like if I'm making 100% of what I enjoy. So, uh, and I say 60 to Link to the Past because uh, honestly, like that's literally what I liked the most as a kid. Like it was my favorite game all time. Like it was my favorite game. So I've played other randomizers. I like Super Metroid randomizer. It's because I know how to play the game and I know the vanilla. Um, it's okay. You know, it's not something I'm going to play a lot. SMZ three, I'll play more so because it's got Zelda mixed in and it adds an extra challenge. And then, you know, I, I just keep coming back to it. Like I've even tried playing, uh, Ocarina of Time Rando, which I know that game pretty well, but it's not the same to me. Uh, that, you know, yeah. uh, more so than, I mean, there's other randomizers you can play. Like I've seen people play, um, you know, like Final Fantasy randomizers. I know, uh, other people in the community are big into the Final Fantasy four free enterprise. And because I don't know that game that well, I just, I have no desire to play it. Uh, I've watched people play, Final Fantasy 1 randomizer. Uh, my friend Sir Link a lot, friend of the show as well. Um, did pretty well. Won a, won a tournament at one point with Final Fantasy 1 rando. And while I'm watching stuff, it's like in restreams, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but I, I mean, that's the thing is like Link to the Past is that familiarity. And that's probably why I'm here and not at another game, you know, like another randomized game, so to speak. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I don't even know if I could necessarily answer that. I do think ALTTPR kind of being the first randomizer probably helped me to kind of latch onto it as opposed to maybe like a different randomizer. Um, you mean the first one but for you? For me, for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. In terms, because I, I think if, if ALTTPR hadn't come along, there's a chance that I could have been just as enamored in another game's randomizer and kind of that could have been like my thing, <laughs> you know, kind of the way ALTTPR sort of became my thing. Um, but yeah, I, I, and I, I just have to wonder, I, I always wonder like, is it the fact that it's a link to the past or could it have been another game? And I know we sort of already talked about that, but um, Herf, what about you? If you had to like identify one of these um, sort of general concepts, what do you think it is that makes you like the game so much? Well, I mean, it's, for me, it started out as it started out for you guys. <clears throat> and I think for, you know, the vast majority of people playing this right now, I think I used to love ALTTP as a kid. Uh, I caught the randomizer on, like, Twitch at some point. I forgot when. And I was like, oh, man, this looks amazing. And I used to love this game. I'm going to try this. Uh, now that I don't really play that much or interact that much with the game anymore, and most of my interaction is through, like, admin stuff or making this podcast or making sure the letter doesn't go, you know, upside down or whatever, um, I think for me the most important part by now is probably the community part. Just because I've made a ton of friends... I've essentially replaced my, like, online friend group that you always kind of have. You know, the, the couple of people you always hang out with when you're online from all over the world and stuff. Sure. Uh, they're pretty much all ALTTPR guys now. Uh, you guys included and a couple of people on the podcast Discord. And then, you know, all my friends on the PogChams and uh, some people on the ladder, some people here and there. And... Uh, 
that's really kind of what, what's keeping me here. To me, the, the rando and Link to the Past has kind of gotten secondary. I think it could be any game at this point for me, uh, as long as the kind of people that I have gotten to become friends with stick around as a group. Um, I'd be cool. Yeah, interesting. And just to be clear, I think that's totally valid. You know, mm-hmm. I, I still think you're a, a valuable member of the community. And, you know, just because you don't necessarily play the game as much as maybe like myself or, or Dante or anything doesn't mean that you don't have valuable input and that we don't like to have you around and talk to you <laughs> about this game and the community and all that, you know. Uh-huh. So, yeah, and yeah. I mean, I still try to keep up on stuff and, and you know, kind of at least know what the current glitches are and stuff like that. So I'm not completely out of it. I just don't play it a lot anymore, I guess. And, like, for our two-year when we had Axial on, I just remember how much fun it was to be like, dude, there's this new glitch that lets you, like, skip Ice Palace. And he's <laughs> like, what? Whoa! <laughs> like, you know, you don't have to be up on the game to appreciate, you know, things that are going yeah, on. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. I want to leave you guys with a tough question. I've sort of alluded to this already a little bit, but I want to sort of dissect it a little bit. This is something I've kind of been wanting to discuss on this podcast ever since, like, coming up with the idea of the podcast. It just struck me as such a good, like, let's really dig into this concept kind of question and really, like, come at it from every angle we can. Uh, And I think it's something that a lot of people have have wondered as well. So let's just get it out there. I'm just going to ask it. Would it be possible for a game studio to release a game like ALTTPR. Let's just start with that as the base. What are your reactions to that question? Like it? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, that kind obviously. of... I mean, obviously, yes. Obviously. I mean, if it's is like it, obvi- it. Yeah, so let, why don't you let, start by defining what does that mean to you, like it? Like, what, what does a game have to include to be like ALTTPR? So when you say like... I it's especially since it's in italics on this outline, I'm looking at it as in it is similar, not the same, not not like a side by side thing. It's just sort of similar as in the items are randomized and there's logic to it. Like if that's the case, that's that's a very like comparison, quote unquote. So if it is, then yeah, obviously, because I mean, it's not hard to make a roguelike. We've already seen that. We've already seen a big studio make Isaac. You know, Isaac is a really good game, and it's similar in some aspects. It's top-down. It's sort of randomized, and uh, it requires skill. Yeah. I think the main difference between something like Binding of Isaac and this, uh, to, to, like, really oversimplify it, is not randomizing the world, but having the world be static and mm-hmm. randomizing what you find in it and what can be unlocked by certain items. So I think that to me is the like, okay. but yeah, go ahead. Herb. So my take on this is I read the like as uh, essentially to make it also simplified. I read the like as could uh, an actual game studio be like a triple A studio or something a little smaller or whatever, make a randomizer for either one of their games that they already released or for a new game that would either be just a game that is a randomizer or a game that has a randomizer mode. That's kind of how I see that like. And what would your response be My answer be to would that? also be yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, my example of that being Bloodstained, for example. 
Oh that yeah, sure. Definitely released uh, a randomizer mode that I don't know. I, I barely know anything about it. I know that I enjoyed the vanilla game a lot, and I know that I think Solsky tried out the randomizer a couple of times. I'm not sure if they're if it's a good randomizer or not, but it's I I think it's definitely possible. Okay, I think maybe to try to get into what the core of like what I was asking here too to kind of give it another. Uh, interpretation if you look at what to you is important about ALTTPR you know of those like six like headings or whatever that we just discussed Mm -hmm. if there's two of those that are like absolutely essential to you do you think a game studio could capture those two or three aspects in a in a faithful way that would make you just as invested as you are in like the current the way everything's set up currently this might sound like a little bit of a cop-out answer, but I think that in theory, yes. In practice, unfortunately, as we all know, and maybe this is just, you know, the bitter, cynical old man in me, but uh, as we all know, most game studios are more about profit than making actually good games. So the, you know, I, I don't think the, the big suits uh, at the big round table will be like, Oh yeah, the numbers work out for this randomizer idea you guys brought to me. <laughs> you know, so I think in theory yeah. it could be possible, but in practice it's probably not going to happen because it's not going to make them enough money or not be you know popular enough or not be the next I don't know battle royale game or something. Yeah. So to springboard off of that, uh, what what do you think uh, if if they were going to try to do that? How mm-hmm. would that look? And I'll, I'll start with it. I think, unfortunately, it would probably have to be like a subscription-based thing where it's like uh, you play, you pay a subscription and you get access to like the randomized seed of the day. Um, and then like you can try to get on the leaderboard for that. And you can play unlimited amount of times as long as you are in the like subscription. Mm-hmm. And already just hearing me describe it like that makes me <laughs> hate it. You know, like I would not like that at all. The thing is... You know, getting back to what I was just saying about how they're all about money and stuff, I think that's unfortunately how it would look, especially from a big AAA studios like EA or something like that. They definitely try to milk it for every cent they can. Yeah. But again, in practice, it can look very differently. They could just make a nice looking UI for it as, you know, like you got your new game, load game, safe game, new game plus, and then randomizer is the next option. And then you get like a screen full of a couple of options that kind of looks like the customizer screen on the uh, ALTTPR side. And then you hit go and it just fires you into the game and displays your seed number somewhere and you can share that with other people or whatever. I think that could work just as well without any kind of subscription service. Of course, you know, it kind of, that's kind of what we were talking about very very early on with the base game. It kind of depends on what, base game you're using for this because if your game doesn't have any items that you can randomize or any logic that you can follow if it's just like a side-scrolling beat-em-up game then you know yeah okay you can maybe animize it or something but other than that you're kind of limited in your options just by kind of what genre you're choosing to randomize yeah so let's let's do an experiment let's get like let's get nasty for a second what Ooh, if baby. you took <laughs> what if you took what if you built a link to the past randomizer from the ground up in a new engine but all of the items 
and item requirements and the world layout were the same, just mm-hmm. different. They just look different. The music's different, different sprites, uh, but like the world is the exact same. Okay. Could a game release something like that, or would they be uh, in trouble for some sort of copyright infringement? Oh, they they totally yeah. They would be probably get in a lot of trouble. Doesn't that seem like that would be hard a hard case to argue? Nah. No, of like the layout of things. As soon I mean, as you compare the overworld maps, they're gonna be like, "Yep, that's the same map." Sorry, guys, you're just copying this and throwing another texture on it. Okay, so continuing with the experiment, how much do you have to shuffle that world uh, map? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like, but we're not lawyers, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly either, but. I just I I constantly wonder about this because I'm like sort of surprised well, it hasn't happened yet. You know. So okay, if if they redid it, uh, by like, like some Chinese company, and you know it was on the NES instead of the SNES, <laughs> um, I think they might be able to get away with that. But, uh, you know, if they made it exactly the same. I don't think they could get away with it. My my question mainly is why? Like, what yeah. are you yeah, hoping I, to gain I'm, from that? Why are you making a, a link to the past but different looking? Are you trying to get the people that couldn't afford the original link to the past? Or what's the goal? Wait, I know. All right, it's the spoiler time for the episode, guys. Temp is launching his <laughs> game studio, <laughs> and he wants to have. He needs an idea for a game, and this is Tim his idea. Is, no, no, I know what this is. Tim is going to go the way of Soldier Boy, and he's soon going to sell his own handhelds. They're just like rebranded, whatever it was. Do you guys Wait, remember what? that whole thing? I do. No, what happened? <laughs> do you, have you never heard of this, Tim? No, what did Soldier Boy do? Uh, Soldier Boy started selling like retro consoles and shit that were branded uh, with his name, but it was essentially just like retro machines bought from Amazon with a different faceplate on it and they didn't oh really God. work and stuff like that. It was such a scam. Yeah, <laughs> it was really bad. Uh, I'm not I'm not planning on doing a soldier board. <laughs> I think uh, maybe it's like a cynicism that makes me wonder this because I just see that a link to the past randomizer as we've been saying for the past hour now or you know or so is such a unique fun experience and nothing has really grabbed me the way that this game has and i can't understand why a corporation has not swooped in to try to ruin it for me yet i mean like i i'm not trying to be mean here or anything but you're also looking at this with like the most rose colored glasses that exist in the universe probably <laughs> i don't know i was if gonna say beer loves- goggles yeah, I don't know if anyone loves anything as much in the whole world as you seem to love A Link to the Past and its <laughs> randomizer. So crazy. That is so crazy. So, you know, it's it's a good game, I agree, and it's a very good randomizer as well. I agree, but in the grand scheme of things of even just all the gamers combined in the world, the Link to the Past randomizer community is like a speck of sand. I here's here's the thing. I feel like it introduces a unique gameplay experience unlike any other type of game I've ever played before where again I think like Texas Hold'em meets A Link to the Past is probably like the closest I can come to finding two experiences that match 
what make the way I feel like when I play this game and when I race other people mm-hmm. at it. And like I've played a lot of video games and this is I, I don't know, I just feel like this is such a unique experience. It must be that just most people are just they haven't been exposed to it yet because <laughs> it is such a spec like that. All right. So if oh, a man, game you're company like a vegan. but this is a vegan podcast so it shouldn't be that weird to hear me say these things okay so it's not weird so again this is we're broadcasting this to our echo chamber of a link to the past so here's the thing let me let me put it on a different spin for you all right so i mentioned final fantasy 4 free enterprise i mentioned you know there's a super mario rpg randomizer that's kind of okay it's not that great because the way that game's laid out Uh, but let's stick with like final fantasy so, because that's an open world type thing, like somebody out there, and there's not just one person, but somebodies, like a group of people, that is their all time favorite game, like me, with a link to the past. Okay, so they have played that game hundreds of times, vanilla, like even I'll say not even speed running it. They've just played it because they enjoy it that much. So then they find out about randomizer, and then they have those same rose colored glasses that you have on with Link to the Past because. It's their favorite game. It's a whole brand new way to play it. It could be Ocarina of Time. It could literally, you know, be, you know, one of the Soldier Boy retro consoles. Like if a randomizer <laughs> comes out for that, like it just randomizes what it actually does and none of it works. I mean, if that's their favorite thing, then they're going to really like it when it's randomized and they can do it a completely different way. I mean, it just kind of makes sense. You know, I mean, I, I, I get where you're coming from 100%, but I also don't think there's anything... I got to throw this out there. I don't think there's anything super special about a link to the past randomizer, except it works very well. The game works well around it. And there are other games that I don't know about that work well around that randomized randomization too. But I like this one. I play this one. And so that's, that's why I'm here talking about it. That's why I play it so much. That's why I put all my time into it. I mean, does that does it well, kind of make sense? Yeah, no, it does. And I totally hear where you're coming from, but I think what you're saying what you're saying is assuming that I absolutely love a link to the past. And I know I said it's one of the best games ever made. And I do agree with that. But uh, I again, like the thing that I really love about this game is the randomization and the switching around and the logic puzzle of that. A link to the past does happen to be a great platform for that. But I guess to like get behind the core of like why I'm asking all these questions is I don't think the a link to the past aspect of this is for me an essential part of it. I think if there was a differently, uh, you know, branded okay. sort of experience that was the same idea, where again it's a static world, randomized items yeah. that open up certain things. Uh, yeah. Like that is the core of what I, appeals to me. I understand what you mean, but I think. That's what we were talking about earlier, where, and I I guess that's also kind of what Dante just mentioned and what you just said as well, is they mix very well. But it's not that it's a link to the past that mixes very well with the randomizer. It's that the action RPG adventure, whatever genre you want to call it, mixes very well. And that a link to the past has extremely fun gameplay mechanics. I think that's a big point that that makes it so work so well you know it's just fun to walk around and slash your sword and dash with your boots and hook shot across a gap or something like that 
And yeah. that's, you know, all of that combined. I, I do agree and I understand where you're coming from. I think what we all can agree on is that, at least from my knowledge, and I don't know all randomizers, I actually know very few randomizers, but from my knowledge, the mix of A Link to the Past or the A Link to the Past gameplay and the randomizer is probably the one that works the best out of all of them. Yeah. It's just the most fun and the most, you know compact package where it's like it's not too short but it's also not too long it's just you know such a magical marriage that it's hard to find a, a, a experience that's similar to that and i think that's kind of what you were trying to get at tim that yeah. just you know the 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 combination of all of those things and it just turns out into something that works so incredibly well is uh yeah that's pretty unique for sure i i absolutely agree with that and I'm just surprised that no one has tried to profit off of that, I guess, <laughs> you know, is like yeah. where it comes from is like why I'm so surprised that this, you know, super unique gameplay experience like we've just described, the only way to play it is basically like this bootleg, you know, Link to the Past ROM <laughs> thing that we've done an incredible – or the devs, I should say, have done an incredible job of making very easy and accessible, which is awesome – um, but it, it's sort of an underground kind of thing, you know, and it's but it's also such a unique experience. Yeah, and so. I yeah, I can definitely agree with that. But I think that, again, comes back to the big suits and the big, you know, the big decision makers for all the big popular games. Mm -hmm. They're probably not really aware of it, A, and they probably don't. They just don't see the money in it, especially, you know. Consider this. Do you want to sell people a new game every year because it's FIFA 2021 instead of huh? FIFA 2020? Or do you want to sell them a game that they can play an unlimited amount of times and it's different <laughs> every time and you get like 50 bucks once and never again? Yeah, yeah. they're not going to do no. that. Yeah, so, that's you know, that's true. like the easiest way to probably think about this, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Well, I think at the end of this, uh, we've we've at least you know discussed a lot of the things that make this game so special. And at the end of the day, we just should be thankful that we do have this game and this community and this uh, this you know these developers uh, and all of the people who help to make the community run and make it interesting and update it. Um, you know, folks like Synac and Big Dunka, and of course, you know, Vtorp and the development team. Um, we're just super fortunate, I guess, in a way I don't really want it to change because I love the community the way it is, but I can't help but think that like, if more people knew about it, more people would be into it. So I just kind of want to like spread the word really as much as possible. <laughs> That's the way to be. I think we're doing our part in that <laughs> with this podcast. Fair enough. We are doing that. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up. So uh, thank you again to our Twitch subscribers um, whom we, you know, sent a form and asked them, what is your favorite thing about ALTTPR? Uh, we did that last time with Synac and opened up questions for him. I think that's something we're probably going to start doing more regularly, if not maybe even every episode in the future. So if you want to be a part of that exclusive group that gets an opportunity to answer some specific questions about the episode and potentially have your input read on the show, then I would recommend joining our or subscribing to our Twitch, twitch.tv slash mode podcast. That puts you into a uh, unique hidden channel in our Discord where we'll post questions like this. It's super so another secret. shout out. 
Yeah, super <laughs> secret. So uh, shout out to uh, the folks that submitted questions there, and thank you for that. And uh, yeah, if you want to be a part of that, just uh, you can subscribe to our Twitch. Um, where uh, you can send us emails too if you have just, just kind of general questions or you know want to want to reach out to us. That's email at gomodepodcast.com. Um, we're on Twitter at gomodepodcast. Dancy was taking over doing some posting this morning. I saw. I love to see that. Just one. Um, I, I, I got to come up with some more. Like, uh, you know, what I posted on Twitter was a little more on brand with Temp. I, I need to have something a little polarizing from Temp's online persona there, and that way people will know. When there's a Dante takeover on the Who's socials. Who's at the helm? Yes. I, I hey, want to see Wendy's levels of posts <laughs> from you guys. Nothing else. Anything other than Wendy's. Maybe Arby's. Those two. Just like talking extreme shit to Majora's Mask randomizer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shout out to the MMR community. You guys suck. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're also on Twitter, and then of course our Discord that we talk about like literally all the time. You know how to get at it. It's in the uh, episode notes. Um, individual Twitch page shoutouts. Uh, I'm at Twitch.tv/temp underscore. Trying to do more music streaming, um, playing rando occasionally, of course. Um, what about you guys? Tell us about your Twitch channels. <laughs> all right, well, not going to do it for I'm, you this time. I'm at Twitch.tv/herfydurfy. And uh, the le- the most recent thing I streamed was a round of Jackbox with the homies. Uh, Dante was there as well. Yeah, uh, it, it was, was good fun. fun. Yeah, uh, nice. the uh, I guess my Twitch channel, um, Twitch.tv slash the Fear Agent. Uh, go, <laughs> please come and stroke my uh-huh. ego some. Uh, I told him I'd say that. No, uh, Twitch <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Dante with three A's. Uh, and, um, yeah, that's, that's where I play stuff, uh, when I stream. Sweet. Do you guys have any shout outs this time? Oh yeah, for sure. So I've got two shout outs. The first one, a normal shout out to a game that I've recently played that, uh, I feel is kind of underappreciated. I've, uh, hemmed and hawed about getting Immortals Phoenix Rising for my PS5 for a while now. And, uh, after my work gave me a 25 dollar gift card or 25 euros i guess in my case that's more uh, i decided dollars. to huh yeah it's more more yeah, that way if you got 25 more, euros it's more than 25 dollars yeah i think it's like 30 maybe i don't know anyways about that. uh i i got it and uh you know if you enjoyed breath of the wild i think you might enjoy it it's it's definitely not perfect but i had a lot of fun with it it took me about 30 ish hours to play through once I definitely didn't 100% it, but uh, it was a lot of fun. And if you enjoy Breath of the Wild, this might be for you as well. Nice. All right. And uh, my my second shout-out goes to, and I just remembered this while we were recording, uh, my second shout-out goes to Flesh uh, and some numbers that I forgot already and the podcast that we were on. uh, 177. uh, Yeah, 177, a while ago. uh, Because I feel like we kind of touched on most of the stuff that we've talked about today there as well. Maybe not in as much detail, but uh, give it a listen if you want to. It was a great episode, I thought, or a great two episodes, actually. It was uh, definitely a good uh, a good time on speedrun education. I had a good time speedrun with that. Speedrun education, yeah, that was fun. Dante, you got any shout-outs? Uh, yeah, I, I got two as well. Uh, one is for the Fear Agent. Uh, I want to shout him <laughs> out. So his ego, your Twitch channel. Yeah, my Twitch channel, so his ego can grow even larger. 
uh, <laughs> uh, on top of that, um, uh, I'm on a more serious shout out. So uh, I'm probably a, maybe a month or two out of having this. Um, there's a company called Step Revolution, and uh, this is kind of dance game related, but they they make home version arcade pads, if that makes sense. They just kind of plug in USB to PCs. Uh, they, they're really hard to get. Uh, I, ha- I managed to get one of the pads, but they also have their own game. It's called Step Maniacs, um, which a lot of people call it accidentally call it a step mania x which step mania is a uh, like an open source game but step maniacs is a a game produced with uh step revolution and i'm going to be purchasing that here very shortly hopefully within the next month uh i gotta wait for them to have it in stock so a new a brand new whole official dance game for me to start partaking in i'm kind of excited for that oh that's exciting are Thanks. the dance pads like super different or so basically, uh, the biggest difference uh, is the pads are like they have like a bunch of LEDs in them. You can like make custom. I mean, obviously it's like smaller in in size, but uh, you can mm-hmm. make custom pictures for the arrows uh, with the LEDs like inside of it. But you're very oh, limited neat. with what you can do. Uh, the other thing is um, <clears throat> their pads have five arrows instead of four, so they have the up, mm-hmm. down, left, right, and then a center as well, and then. I guess, let's see, the other big difference is the the technology that goes into it. They use uh, what's called an FSR sensor, and I can't really tell you exactly what that is off the top of my head, but basically they're very programmable uh, to detect, like, I guess, like, weight that's being pressed against it before they trigger, so they're customizable as well, like, and you don't have to, you don't have to, like, come up with this engineering way we do with DDR and put, like, layers of tape and and like put pieces of tape in specific spots so like when you step on it you don't have to step as hard so you can make the pads as sensitive or as non-sensitive as you want them to be in a way you can overclock them is a like one of the terms they use so they can get like hypersensitive if you really want them to be that way so i'm going to be i'm looking forward to uh to getting my hands on it and basically having a new game to play Nice, and you'll be doing streams of that. Of that I oh imagine, yeah, that's right? that's the plan. Um, <laughs> I mean, we've already got everything, basically everything to stream it. It's just a matter of getting set up with everything. Beautiful, very nice. Um, I'm going to shout out a couple podcasts that I like. In the spirit of this being a podcast, I listen to a bajillion podcasts, so I'm going to shout out a few of those. Um, one of them actually took a long hiatus starting in March and just came back about a month ago. It's called Androids and Aliens. It's on the Glass Cannon Podcast Network. It is a live play uh, of the game Starfinder, which is like Pathfinder, but in space. Pathfinder is sort of like Dungeons and Dragons, but a little bit different. And um, it's just uh, six, started as five PCs and then went to six PCs. And um, they're all uh, like writers and voice actors and whatnot. And they're just really entertaining, fun to listen to. I love the uh, sci-fi setting. Um, they all do a great job with like the role play and you know doing voices and joking around. They've all known each other for a long time. You can kind of tell they give each other a hard time. So uh, that's Androids and Aliens on the Glass Cannon Podcast Network. I really enjoy that one. Um, and then there's another one um, probably more people have heard of. It's on the Maximum Fun Network. It's called Story Break. And it is three Hollywood professionals that uh, write a pitch for a movie for each episode. So they pick a topic, um, all kinds of random stuff. They've done one on rock, paper, scissors. They made a movie about that. 
um, Halo, Legend of Zelda. They've done a bunch of memes, a bunch of video games, just all sorts of random topics. But uh, it is super fun. The hosts are really fun to listen to. And uh, there's a ton of episodes, so you can kind of just go in the backlog and find something that sounds interesting or weird to you and dive in. And uh, uh, the episodes are usually a a ton of fun. Some of them are a little weird. So if you get a weird one, just try another (laughs) one. But it's a great podcast. That's Story Break on the Maximum Fun Network, uh, another favorite of mine. Um, So I think that's about it. Uh, Another, you know, Reminder, if you're enjoying the show, you can leave us a review on iTunes. That's very helpful for us. We'd love to get that feedback. Uh, and we also have that donation button. If you're feeling extra generous, uh, we have a way that you can uh, you know, provide um, some financial support to us, which we will eventually use, I think, to probably commission like a new logo um, as we move into the new year here. I think that's something we want to try to update kind of soon. We've been rocking the same one for the last two and a half years, so... That's something we'll be looking at doing. If you want to help us out with that, you can uh, you can use our donate button in the description. And with that, we will end our final episode of 2020. Happy holidays to you and all of yours. Hope that your wrap up of 2020 is good. And uh, let's all get out there and kick some ass in 2021. On behalf of my co-hosts, Herfy and Dante, let's go ahead and mirror out. <laughs>